podcast about ASMR. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, this week we will not be doing a podcast about ASMR. Um, now, some of you may think we never do podcasts about ASMR, but that will be even more true this week, because Ian is off uh, trying to be a model, uh, learning about modeling and trying to make it big. Um, so we can't record a regular episode, so instead I have taken clips that I cut out of previous recordings, um, due to time or because they weren't really relevant to the topic. Um, I know that may be shocking, uh, to some of you that I actually cut things out, uh, given the mess that we actually release on a weekly basis, but, um, I do cut things out, um, and, and the things that I've cut out but that I still thought were funny, even if they weren't really relevant to the episode, um, I have kept, and so this week, since Ian's unavail- is unavailable, I've decided to compile a bunch of those and release those as an episode. Um, so it's really just going to be a lot of rambling this week. Uh, I understand that not, that's not everyone's thing. Uh, personally, I really enjoy it when podcasts that I listen to do this type of episode, but uh, if it's not your thing... You might just want to skip this one. Um, hopefully uh, you enjoy this. I think there's some good moments. Um, and we'll be back next week with a regular episode. Thanks. Hope you enjoy it. Well, hold on. One of these people is Taylor Jwaragui, 16, and his, his, his profession is listed as family member. <laughs> what? He's known for being the young... She's known for being the youngest sister of Fifth Harmony's Lauren Jergui. Oh, yeah. Because so many people really follow Fifth Harmony and know who their <laughs> the relatives are? Sister. Is Fifth Harmony more popular than I realized? And so people know who they're, they're related to? Well, here's the real, here's the real stunner, John. Um, so you know how I was talking about before, they have all, you know, they stratify things by age, by first name. Mm-hmm. They also apparently stratify, like, things like, are you a 16-year-old family member? And on that criteria, um, Taylor, what's her face? Jwargui? Jwargui? She's only number six. Wait, only number six for 16-year-old family members? Yeah, there are five more famous 16-year-old family members. <laughs> Is one like, of, of them... course, everyone's favorite, um, Felicite Tomlinson, the half-sister Wait. of One Direction superstar, Louis Tomlinson. Oh, I did guess... The name Fizzy. I did guess that that was who she was related to when I heard the last name. Anne I'm a, Maynard, who I'm a real expert on One Direction. I know Don so much Maynard about One Direction. maybe? Wait, who? What? Uh, Anna Maynard is, uh, number two. I guess that she would be the uh, a relation of John Maynard Keynes, um, the famous economist. But actually, it turns <laughs> out, younger sister of pop singer Connor Maynard. Who? Well, Connor Maynard. <laughs> also, I will say, Anna Maynard more popular than uh, Taylor Darling. And Connor Maynard is number three, three, three in terms of most popular people. Jesus, what a face! Looks sort of like a goblin man. <laughs> um, he's he became known for his 2012 debut single "Can't Say No," which what a name for a song! I'll just go out and say, 
What a name for a song. I can't <laughs> say no. <laughs> I, don't I, don't see, I don't see any issues with that. Um, well, I'm just saying, in combination with his goblin-like face, <laughs> I'm concerned. Also born this... Oh my, he's got... He's very close to my birthday. Wait, so he's a one-hit wonder from 2012? And is somehow, uh, like, number 300 most famous? Or 333 most famous? Uh, well... Or yeah, is he not a one-hit wonder? Like or does he have other songs? Um... I think he's got other songs. It says that he... He launched his career by winning MTV's brand new for 2012 award with his single Vegas Girl. So he's had oh, at least okay. two hits. Um, and he also, he also had another track. So it seems like he has a couple hits. There. Okay. Um, I don't know either of those songs by name. The 31st most famous person, uh, born in England. So that's something, you know, England's got, huh. you know, we got Oliver Cromwell. We got, the Queen. Where's the Queen on this list? <laughs> She's number eighteen. All right, I, I She's can below see that. Ed Sheeran, John. <laughs> She's below YouTube star Minnie Minter. <laughs> She's below him. how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. She's below nine YouTube stars. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, I assume Pewdie- PewDiePie is one of them, right? Um, well, I don't think PewDiePie was born in England, was he? Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, this is England. Oh, she's yeah, number seventeen she's... for England. Yeah. Oh my god. For England, John. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> Okay, I'm very so skeptical of their ranking system. Maybe I shouldn't be using this website to do my research. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we should get back to ASMR. <laughs> I think we should get back to who's the most popular person on Famous Birthdays. And the answer is Jacob Sartorius, a 14-year-old pop singer. What? Who, that's, who, that's such bullshit. That's, that cannot be accurate. It's in Well, it's entirely accurate in terms of He's number one on the on the website. Well, that's fair. That's true. Is it accurate in terms of he's actually the most famous person in the world? The answer is I would absolutely no. not. Yeah, just looking at this list. I mean, so Justin Bieber's number two, and that's maybe believable. He's certainly famous. Yeah. T Swift's up there, but there's a there's a lot of people in front of T Swift, like Baby Ariel. I don't know who Baby Ariel is, and I don't Sounds know what a familiar, musical .ly star is, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so, let's get back to ASMR. Well, have you, um, so I know that you use a water pick, like at home. Yeah. Sometimes. Did you ever have, like, the dentists that sort of replace those metal scraping tools with, like, just sort of just blasting you with water? Um, I think I've had that used on me a couple of times. I don't think it's ever replaced the scraping tools. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, I, just, I, I don't really know how, how dentistry works at all, and I, I take pains to not know. But. <laughs> also, here's the I thing. I think about the dentists. water blasters. 
They got like yep. so many fucking tools. Like you ever you ever pay attention to how many different distinct implements they use to just fucking poke your teeth? Oh, it is wild. They have so many. I think there's I feel like there's like maybe about ten per set, and each one has two sides. Yeah, I bet there's like one per tooth. Like at some point in time, <laughs> there was just this this dental technician or dental engineer or whoever makes these things, and it's just like, you know what? Let's just make one distinct poking implement for each fucking tooth. I don't know. It's just it's nuts. They do have a lot of tools. Mm-hmm. Um, They're all horrible. Oh, well, actually, that goes into a thing that I wanted to do. Um, yeah? Because I thought it'd be a fun little game to sort of combine um, the ASMR aspects of what we're doing with, with Pokemon, which is I mean, at least I know what I really care about. What do you think is the most and least ASMR Pokemon? Oh. I assume we're sticking with first yeah, gen, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, if you, if okay. you want to go second gen, or oh. if you have a, some particular favorite, then go for it, but. And I encourage you to bring up a list of the, the original 151. Just sure. Look over I mean, I feel like I, I know them, but yeah, I guess it could help refresh my mm-hmm. memory. Um, let's see, uh, see, so, God, off, uh, so it sounds like you might have an answer to this, Ian, so do you want to give your answer while I'm still thinking about this? Well, I've got a lot of thoughts, John, because this is something that I was thinking about (laughs) pretty hard, um, you know, I think the obvious answer for who is the most ASMR Pokemon would have to be Ekans, right? Because he's got the tail Ekans. for tapping, and he, he doesn't... <laughs> oh, okay. Alright, yeah. That makes sense. See, <laughs> I, I feel like the Pokemon that first came to mind for me was, uh, <laughs> was Mr. Mime. But I don't know that that's actually a good answer. It was just the first one that, does, like... Does Mr. Mime talk? I mean, I think when he does talk, he's like, Mr. Mime! Oh, God, you're right. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, like, when he's in Mime, or... Uh, yeah, I guess he's or, quiet. Oh, no, sorry. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, Mr. Mime's not actually a good answer. Hypno, maybe. Oh, Although that's really getting fuck. more into, like, hypnosis. Yeah, actually, I didn't think so about that not... one at all. But yeah, that's, that might yeah. be it. Yeah, Hypno is probably pretty good. Yeah, I don't know why I thought Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime's a lot answer. <laughs> um, uh, maybe like... Yeah, Hypno could be it. Maybe Poliwhirl, too. Because that's another sort of Hypnos. There's actually, oh, there were a lot yeah. of Hypnosis-themed Pokemon in the first gen, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, there really were. There were two evolutionary uh, chains. Five out of the 150 were just Hypnosis-themed. <laughs> um... Yeah, there's quite a few. Uh, so then, let's see, for the least ASMR... Oh, wait, no! Another good, another, like, good ASMR Pokemon. Magikarp. Magikarp? Yeah, with all its, like, flopping around and making, like, squishy sounds and everything. Like, I don't know about... I think, I think Magikarp would be a good one. Uh... Also, it's not like it's gonna be, uh, like, doing anything scary. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Well, it could evolve into a Gyarados, which is pretty frightening. 
I mean, yeah, no, Gyarados is definitely not like a good ASMR Pokemon. That is that is a uh a Pokemon that is anti ASMR. Mm-hmm. But Magikarp, I think, could potentially be an ASMR Pokemon. Oh, or um Kangaskhan could probably be a good ASMR Pokemon as well. Kangaskhan? It's kinda of got that like comforting aspect. Yeah, but Kangaskhan I never thought of Kangaskhan. Actually, um the in this video, um Velvet Whisperer talked a bit about how she thought Kangaskhan was a very loving Pokemon. I never really saw it that way. I always thought Kangaskhan hmm. was just like a fucking brute just going around like rocket punching people. I don't see why you can't be both. Well, no, maybe, but it just seemed like a very violent Pokemon. Hmm. I guess it depends which side you're on, or whether it likes mm-hmm. you or not. But I will say, John, there's... Um, oh, Snorlax would be maybe another I think good. Snorlax is the one who's enjoying ASMR the most. Like, yeah, that's Snorlax true. Is yeah. All Snorlax the is a triggering ASMR. ASMR. Um, yeah. But I will say, there yeah, is fair. only that's one answer for who is the least ASMR Pokemon. Only one? There's only one. Okay, because I, I can think of a lot of them that are not ASMR-inducing, but let me... Well, there's one that with, makes like... all the rest of them look like ASMR dreams. Okay. All right, I'm I'm just scanning the list now to try to figure it out. I mean, I feel like Rattata's got to be pretty low on the list, but I think Gloom is also probably pretty low on the oh, list. Gloom's got a nice voice though, um, and also oh, is fair. probably got some sort of like like like... coming out of its head, so that might help. <laughs> um, hmm. Uh, certainly, like coughing and wheezing are not good ones. That's fair. ASMR. They are my favorite um, of the 150, though, so. Oh, oh, it's gotta be, um, uh, wait. It's, it's, it's gotta be Gengar, right? No, it's not Gengar. You gotta remember, John, Gengar can learn hypnosis. That's true, but I mean, Gengar's whole thing is like, it. it's a, it's a ghost, it's a scary ghost. It's not really that scary, though, right? That's, I always thought Gengar was sort of an evolutionary misstep, because Haunter, I think, is a yeah, much... Yeah, I guess Haunter is scarier. Yeah. It's sort of because it's, it goes from, like, yeah. this weird, creepy head with these disembodied hands, just, like, basically being a purple Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um... I mean, Mewtwo certainly is not ASMR-inducing. He's just, Mewtwo's just kind of an asshole. He's kind of, he's kind of gross-looking, too, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not sure what you're thinking is, like, the least... Well, John, the answer is, of course, Jinx. Really? Yeah, John, Jinx is just like a nightmare. Oh. Jinx huh. is, without a doubt, the most frightening of the first gen. Really? Well, yeah, hold I never really saw Jinx as all that frightening. No? Well, John, I want you, I want you to play a little game with me a little game of imagination where you, you imagine that someone's, you know, someone's knocking at your apartment door right now. Just like, and you think, oh, I'm in the middle of recording this podcast. Uh, uh, I, uh, hello? Um, hello? Oh, so, so you just go around. I thought you were going to try to ignore it at first because you were a professional, John. But no, you're going to go answer the door. No, right I'm, I'm opening the door. I'm, I'm... Okay, you're opening the door. I the door. And, oh, it's a Pokemon, yep. John. And now let's, let's imagine. Oh, wow. Okay, so maybe it's, it's a Weeping Bell. And you think, oh, oh that's a cute that's cool. little fella, right? Yeah, I like plants. That's cool. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so we're gonna rewind time. You open the door. Oh, and watch out, John. It's a, it's a Dragonite. 
Uh, it is pretty. Dragon eyes are pretty cuddly. Like it's a dragon. It's a big scary dragon, but it's also pretty uh-huh. cuddly. Okay, maybe maybe it's, yeah. Okay, uh, All right, I, I, I do see where you're getting with yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you open it up uh, and oh, you know, maybe maybe it's a scyther, right? Yeah, he's got little literal swords for hands. Also, another another point about first gen: two Pokemon in the first gen literally had swords for hands. So, <laughs> scyther and Kabutops. Kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Two Pokemon have swords I for mean, hands. There's some pretty well. But, like, what's worse, Pokemon with swords for hands or Pokemon that are literal swords? <laughs> There's a Pokemon that is literally two swords. But it evolves from a Pokemon that is literally one sword. And then evolves into a Pokemon that is one sword plus a shit. <laughs> I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But no, then you open up the door. Oh, maybe it's Mr. Mind. That'd be, that'd be weird, right? Like, if you open up a door and it was Mr. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. But then you open up the door... And it's Jinx, John. It's just fucking Jinx, and so, you look at uh, so close to being her gelatinous all, but, lower uh, body, <laughs> her her whole face situation. Just it's oh no, I would I would I would jump out the window. Hmm. You know, I've always shipped Electabuzz and Jinx. I feel like they'd be a good couple. Well, I don't think so, because again, Jinx is a nightmare. <laughs> Electabuzz is. It's, it's clearly Electabuzz and Magmar, right? Like, they're sort of, they're sort of gay lovers. Oh. I think there's a whole Pokemon episode about that. Wait, really? Well, there's a Pokemon episode about that. two guys living in a town and they were fighting their Electabuzz and Magmar. I don't remember if it turned out if the Electabuzz and Magmar were gay lovers, but I assume not. <laughs> it's kind of weird that, like, most of the Pokemon are supposed to be, like, male or female, like, because, you know, they're just, like, animals. You can have, like, either, you can have it either way. But then there are some that, like, are very clearly humanoid and very clearly supposed to be, like, male or female. Mr. Mime? Or even... How many yeah. female Mr. Mimes are there, you think? <laughs> or, like, how many male Jinx? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Really, Mr. Mom is the one that gets me, though, just because fucking Mr. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, Mr. Mom is, I think, the most humanoid. I think Mr. Mom might actually like, be a person. <laughs> just a horribly abused person that gets caught in Pokeball and made to fight Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the situation we're looking at right now, actually. <laughs> Mr. Mom was just a mistake. Some trainer was like they were, you know, he was catching Pokemon, and then someone got in the way at the wrong time, and that's that's how Mister Mimes are born. Um. Uh. Oh God, we've got longer than I expected. <laughs> we've not been talking about ASMR. Well, we talked, John. We've talked. We've literally talked about what is the most ASMR Pokemon. That's that's true. Um. I guess Oculus Rift was kickstarted initially. That was a Kickstarter? Oh, wow. I think so, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, too. And it came through to be immediately overtaken by Vive. Maybe, but I do think... I think that, um... No, Oculus is obviously still around. There's a a hot battle raging. Yeah, and they recently came out with those um, motion controllers. Yeah, with their their motion controllers. I think they're sort of in the race again. Yeah, oh, for sure. 
Um, yeah, I actually know someone who has them, and he seems really happy with them. Yeah, uh, one of my lab mates. From what he was saying, it sounds there. like the uh, motion controls for Oculus might even be better than the motion controls for uh, for Vive. I guess in terms of like telling what your uh, hands are doing or your fingers are doing, which is kind of cool. Um, although it still doesn't really enable you to move around the room. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of VR Quest. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, so, by the way, I did want to give a quick update on the uh, YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Um, so... So uh, the YouTube channel, it does exist. It is real. It was not... A confabulation uh, not for this documentary. Um, it, is, it is certainly... Uh, it, they set it up pretty well. Um, it's got a nice, like, uh, banner at the top. Um, it's got a link to a playlist of all the videos of that he's in. Um, it's got a little uh, intro video that... Um, the Rooster Teeth guys filmed with him while they were over there. It's got um, one of the videos um, posted by this channel of uh, Baba Yen or Baba Sen, Baba Sen, yeah, Baba Sen, um, giving a massage to one of the Rooster Teeth guys, um, and and that's it. It has not been updated since they okay, were there. Okay, that's sort of um, what I figured would happen, but still, it was kind of touching yeah. that they so, said I mean, for him. Yeah, it certainly was touching. I, I think it was certainly well intentioned. I mean, he definitely seemed really happy about it he thought it seemed to think it was a great idea um i think it's just one of those things like you know maybe he just wasn't really that passionate about it or forgot he also did at multiple Uh, times equate like knowing how to use youtube to what the internet was and what email is which really isn't promising from a sort of technical sophistication yeah i don't think he's really a super tech savvy person or i mean he didn't really seem that interested in the internet for the most part he seemed to think it was like he seemed pretty happy that people we're watching his videos and like or videos of him and uh sort of like and getting something out of it like he seemed really happy about that but otherwise apart from that uh apart from sort of like getting his message out there i guess um he didn't really seem like someone who is super uh into the I will say one thing for baba I don't know he did seem like a really friendly guy i liked him quite a bit we'll say one thing for baba um when talking about his yoga practice he often referred to it as yog, like "gotta do my yog." Yeah, I didn't know that that was a uh, a, a term for it. I really dig that. Like, just I'm gonna uh, <laughs> hold on, John. I'm gonna take like five minutes. Just gotta do some yog right now. I'm just, I'm just out there doing my yog. Nothing much. <laughs> just just out by the lake doing my yog. Also, what a fucking life this Baba lives. I don't know. He seems. I was very envious of him. He is not a man who yeah, lives life in the fast have... lane. He, he he seems to have a great like inner peace and just like sense of place. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we all we know about him is from this one like forty minute video we watched. Well, these two at least the way that he's portrayed, job. he seems like a two what? videos. Well, he wasn't really featured that much in the first one. You saw him. You saw him jerking around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they showed like clips of videos of him, but it wasn't really like. Yeah, it wasn't quite the same. <laughs> As the interviews from the second one, but yeah, he just seems like a guy at peace. I don't know. Let's see. Cool. Do I have any other notes about this? 
Oh, I like this Baba quote. Um, when they were sort of first going to his shop, he says, like, I do my oil things here. And I just liked that quote. Right. So that was a good quote. Oh, actually, I did have one more thing I wanted to say, uh, and then I think it'll, it's time to wrap up the main quest, because we've gone kind of long. Um, <laughs> what? Us go so long, John? That's when, unprecedented. <laughs> when, when, they, when the Rooster Teeth guys first met Baba Sen, they seemed so stunned. Like, they, they talked about it afterwards, but just in the moment, they were, they were standing there, and one of them just wasn't talking at yeah. all. Like, just staring. The other guy, like, was talking to him, but he really did just seem starstruck. Like, they couldn't believe that they had finally met Yeah, that was pretty good. It was kind of magical. They were so awestruck. It was amazing. Well, like, it would be pretty bonkers, though, right? Because, I don't know, I mean, like, you know, this this guy, he's he's running, like, a little hole-in-the-wall head massage place in India. And here are these people who they've they've watched him literally for years and years. They said they had yeah. first stumbled across him like eight years ago. They flew out to India and they made a big deal out of flying to India. I uh, as as I took some bridge <laughs> with, but you know they did. They really went out there to go and meet this guy. And like, what a weird ex- yeah, that's true. So yeah, so the last Terry Gross question. Do you think there's actually anything going on with chiropractic adjustments? Like, do you think it's a real thing, or do you think it's some sort of fake alternative medicine bullshit? Well, so, that's something I was kind of curious about the whole time I was watching this, is I've heard a lot of people think that it is just, like, some kind of bullshit, but it also seems to be, like, pretty widely recognized by, as, like, a legitimate thing. Um, and it's just something that I don't know about. Like, I, I have no idea where the, like, this is bullshit comes from, or, like, what the thoughts are for it being bullshit. And I also have no idea, like, I, I don't know, yeah, I just, I just, I know literally nothing about it. Okay. So my understanding, I did a, a, a very cursory amount of research, um, mm-hmm. just to sort of try to get to the root of this question. And... It seems to me that it is sort of on the same level of uh, acupuncture in terms of clinical evidence. Hmm. Maybe a little bit higher because there are certainly some things like if you've got, you know, I remember there's this one real notable video that I saw where some kid's head was just completely like off to the side. Like you ever get a joint out of place or something? He just had that with his neck. Okay. And through a series of chiropractic adjustments, they were pretty clearly able to realign um, sort of the whole neck situation. And so I think there, there's, there's definitely something to be said for adjusting, you know, the, the spine and the joints in order to get into proper alignment. But it seems like chiropractors tend to pump up the sorts of things that they do, and they say, like, you know, oh... I mean, they've even got these fancy words like subloxination or something. What is that? I don't know. Just something about how the... Well, hold on. Let's make sure I've got that word right. Um, Subluxation. Okay. Uh, So apparently um, 
Chiropractic care was invented by D.D. Palmer in the year of our Lord, 1895, when he adjusted the spine of a deaf man and allegedly restored his hearing. <laughs> so based on this one case, D.D. Palmer decided that all of disease was due to subluxation. Um, and subluxation is a partial dislocation. 95% of all diseases are due to subluxations of the spine, 5% to subluxations of other bones. Okay, well, so, some shaky origins there. But, I mean, like, pretty much most fields in medicine, I think, have pretty shaky origins. And then people get smarter and started, like, doing things properly. That is true. It seems like there's still a lot of, you know, sort of bad science going around um, with chiropractic medicine, where you okay. know they they don't really have proper um, controlled trials. They they put too much emphasis on case studies. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how legitimate it is. I think it's. I think chiropractic um, medicine is something that might be covered by some insurances. Yeah, I think so. so I don't know. I think it would be interesting. John, do you I have any diseases? Um, I, nothing, I, like, not really. I mean, I, Any like, diseases, John? Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I still have trouble sleeping sometimes. I guess I have some thyroid issues. So you should go, I think, I think, so I'm going to have my homework where I watch this video on how to become a model. <laughs> I think your homework should be that you seek out chiropractic care to cure whatever ails you, and you report back to see... If it did, in fact, fix you, or if you were one of these six per year that died. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to go to their website. Although, it looks like you can have a free one-month trial, maybe? Oh, okay. Well, actually, we could do that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to burn my rooster teeth one-month free trial on this, John. <laughs> I've been saving it for something special, and... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff on Rooster Teeth you were really excited to subscribe for. Well, because they were, like, they did the Halo videos, right? Oh, Red versus Blue? Yeah. Is that? Oh, yeah, it looks like they did. So, like, okay. maybe when the new Halo comes out, they're going to have Yeah, you're really going to get back into Red versus Blue? Well, get back into implies that I ever watched any of that to begin with. I definitely, like, binged watched a whole bunch of them. Uh, with a friend one time. The like, friend was not night. me. It was not you. Uh, like, this is possibly before I even met you, or eh, maybe not, I'm not sure. But, I mean, this is way back when they first started making them, and they were all in Blood Gulch. Um, I don't know what that is. We, like, binge-watched season. You don't know what Blood Gulch is? No. I never played Halo. It's the super famous... Oh. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> Very famous Halo map from the original Halo. Uh, it's it's just like a valley with two bases. Uh, well, this is not an interesting. <laughs> topic. Uh, but it, you should you should uh, play Halo One sometime. It's a it's a fun game. I, okay, maybe that's what we I, can do for next I week. I think it still holds up. <laughs> I'm not sure. So next week we're gonna talk about. Um, our ASMR experiences with Halo. Okay. Sounds great. 
Apparently, Rooster Teeth employs 200 people. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, what by the that. fuck are they As doing? Two hundred <laughs> people. Apparently, a lot of stuff that we just don't know about. Yeah, but I feel like I, I bet Snapchat doesn't employ two hundred people. I don't know. Well, but Snapchat also. Actually, no. I'd say Snapchat probably employs two hundred people or more. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I guess they are. It's hard. They to are say. like a billion dollar company at this point, so maybe. But yeah. Um. But I mean, for Rooster Teeth. I would say, like, because they have to produce content, I I would imagine that they that it's pretty easy to fill all those roles because it sounds like they um, have a lot of different types of video projects. They've got their documentaries. It sounds like they also have like a gaming channel, mm-hmm. um, as well as their sort of more machinima stuff. Um, and so, any one of those uh, alone could employ several people a day. Um, and then once you start to expand, you also probably start to get into other, uh, just sort of more businessy roles, um, not just, uh, production or content producing. Um, I, I don't know. I can see it being pretty reasonable, depending on how much content they're actually putting out. Okay. So, John, I want you to take a guess at the, um, market cap of Snapchat and the total number of employees. Um,. All right. Well, I feel like you're about to try to prove a point, so I'm going to lowball the employees. <laughs> um, well, you, you, you might be surprised. I was I was very wrong in what I said as well. Hmm. I'm going to go with 125 employees. Um, Going for a number ending in five? That's bold. Yeah. Uh, and so market cap, um, just to... Is market cap like how much money they actually bring in or is that just what they're valued at um i believe that market cap is is a measure of the the value of the company so it's not it's not the revenue but it's like sort of in total okay. how much how much capital do you have which is in the marketplace or okay like all right and it is snapchat mm-hmm. which was valued at like a billion dollars at a time when they had absolutely no revenue mm-hmm. whereas now i believe they do have some revenue so I'm going to say a trillion dollars. <laughs> so a trillion dollars and 125 employees. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, out of all the if numbers If I was one of those employees out, and I had stocks, I'd be cashing out. Out of all the numbers you could have spit out, those weren't the most incorrect. The actual is, so 330 <laughs> employees, so you were right, more than 200. More than Rooster Teeth. Okay. Market cap, you... you Overestimated it a little bit. It's not a trillion dollars. It is sixteen billion dollars, though. And Damn. I don't know if anybody has ever given Snapchat a dollar. Um, I certainly have. Well, not. they do have ads on Snapchat. Well, yeah, now. but John, I mean, when have you really ever watched that? On, when have you ever used Snapchat and seen an ad? Because they have those. Oh, no, I've seen them pop up, and then I immediately dismiss them. Really? I don't think I've ever seen. Like, the... If you look, if you look at people's stories, they'll occasionally insert an ad like between. Stories. Oh, okay. I still haven't figured out how to use stories, so. Um, so yeah the the advertisers definitely have given them money to insert ads but isn't there this whole thing where like right now newspapers are all freaking out because they're saying like you know oh ad revenue is declining so much I mean if Snapchat can be worth 16 billion dollars off of solely ads that they occasionally insert in stories a feature which I'm not convinced many people use 
Because <laughs> I don't use it. Oh, no, they're definitely I used. don't know about that, John. I, I still haven't figured out how to use it, and I'm pretty tech-savvy, so I don't think most people could have possibly... <laughs> My understanding is that uh, stories are very popular with the teens nowadays. I'm going to close my window because this rain is getting fucking out of control. All right. I'm going to cut out a bunch of stuff here. <laughs> this is this this Snapchat has been talk. The garbage section. <laughs> <laughs> Hello again, listeners. I hope you enjoyed all those clips. Um, like I said, we'll be back next week with a regular episode. Um, got a pretty exciting topic, uh, but I don't want to spoil that quite yet. Um, in the meantime, uh, please do reach out to us on Twitter. We are at ASMR underscore quest. Uh, on Gmail, you can contact us, uh, ASMRquesting at gmail.com. And please do leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, thank you for, thanks for listening again, and, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.